Well, it's good to see each of you this morning. Let's make sure I got my mic on. There we go. And uh, we're delighted to have each of you. We're glad to have our mission team back from Columbus, Georgia, and they had a great time, and we look forward to hearing from them uh, in the future about their mission trip there. And I also want to welcome, we have a lot of guests I see in the congregation this morning, and we're delighted to have you and hope that this service uh, is a blessing to you. Well, as we look out this morning, um, uh, in the life of the church, this is a Sunday that we talk about deacons. And so this is something that uh, I've done every year. Um, and so I was trying to think of a, a little different way of, of, of doing it. Um, how many of you have, well, how many of you have been to college? Anybody been to college? Okay. When you are attending a college, one of the things, depending on your major, you have to look at courses that you're going to take. And you're told up front the courses that are required, that you have to have, you know. And then if your schedule works out, possibly you have some electives, right? You have some electives that you can take. And yet I looked up online last night. Now, the University of Florida has 12 classes that the students have classified as the easiest classes. And I was going to read that list, but... I wasn't really impressed with the classes they had. But I found some others that really interested me. Um, here are some classes you could take as electives in our colleges today. Now, I know a couple of our kids are going off here this week and next week to start college. Uh, in Germany, at Central College, they have a class entitled The Art of Walking. Oh, my. The art of walking. Can you imagine? Now, do we have any Ohio State fans in the crowd? Y'all have a unique class offered at Ohio State. How to stage a revolution. That's an actual college class. If you're a Michigan fan, there's an actual class surviving the coming zombie apocalypse. Now, here's my favorite. I, I think this one would be fun. This is at Penn State. Cow to cone. Now, what's that mean? There's a picture, th 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 picture of an ice cream cone with three scoops of ice cream. Cow to cone. Uh, Y'all wouldn't make that class. I can tell it right now. They just wouldn't do good. All right. Now, here, here's one for some of y'all. Y'all would... Maybe even could teach this class. Wasting time on the internet. Yeah, yeah, y'all could teach that, couldn't you? That's also in Penn State, okay? Now, Duke University, I think Jennifer could teach this class. The art of selfies. Oh, that's a class, believe it or not, college class. Now, I forgot to write down what college this was, and it was not LSU. <laughs> this one is Queen Bees, Wannabees, and Mean Girls. That's a college class. And my last one, I thought, the University of Virginia, this college class is the Games of Thrones. Now, I just thought about that, and, and, there, there, and there, there's so many others. There's so many others. 
So this morning I was thinking about that. I remember when I was in college, our classes, you know, you know, it was English 101 or English da 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 da, you know, and you know, you had to take, you know, English 101 first, then English 102, and so forth, you know. And so this morning I decided we're going to do this morning, all of you are now entering table waiting 101. Okay, we're in table waiting 101. Now, have any of you ever waited on a table? Oh, several hands, okay. All right. What is the best thing about waiting, being a waiter or a waitress in that? What is the best thing? In, tips, okay. That was the same in the first service, okay. All right. Now, what is the worst thing? No tip. No tip. People, some people said the people, rude people, okay, all right. Now, so, in the life of the church, table waiting 101, sometimes you do things within the church and think, well, I'll get a, at least a good old boy out of this, zip, nothing. Or, boy, that person was kind of grumpy today, wasn't they? You know, you know what? We kind of have some of the same things when we think about table waiting 101. Well, we have a group in the church called the deacons that basically would fit into that category as table waiting 101. Because what is the job of a deacon? A job of a deacon is servant. Why were some of the first men as deacons, what was their job? Well, turn with me in the book of Acts. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. I want you to see here in Acts chapter 6, beginning verses 1 through 7, where it says, In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in daily distribution. Now let me just stop there a moment. The Hellenistic Jews were Jews who spoke Greek, but probably due to being raised outside of Palestine. The Hebraic Jews were those raised in Palestine, and they spoke Aramaic as their native language. All right, one thing I noticed right away, when you've got a language difference, okay, could you also have a cultural difference? When you've got a language difference and a cultural difference, let me tell you, things are going to rub. Things are going to, well, this ain't working. This is not how we do it here. I thought that was a Baptist phrase. But, 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 but you know, even in this, now follow along with me. They had this with the Jews, and then the 12, verse 2, the 12 summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, it would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Spirit and wisdom, whom we can appoint to this duty. But we will de devote ourselves to prayer and a ministry of the Word. Now, look, in the early church, what was happening? These early disciples were going out, and they were preaching. They were going into communities. They were going into new areas, and people were being reached. When we, when we reach people, when you reach people, when we go out and reach people, people will always have needs. 
One of the great needs in that mention was the widows. Also, the hungry and the poor. They will always be there. They will always be a need. And so those disciples that were going out and preaching and teaching, they said, look, we feel like our job is to continue to do this. If, if we have to stop and take care of these needs, then it's going to slow down the, the ministry of us going out and evangelize. So we need a group of men who would be willing to wait on these tables, to wait on the widow women, to wait on the feeding the need and taking care of the differences. In other words, sometimes people get upset and sometimes people don't understand and they, said, and, and they need someone to talk to. Well, again, here we find the place of a deacon, waiting on tables and listening to people. When you actually, some of you that waited on tables, did you have people that complained to you? They didn't like the food. They maybe didn't like how long it took to get the food. You know, they complain. Maybe they, it's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. They complained. And some of it you could fix and some of it you couldn't. Well, in the church, do you think, do you think people complain? <laughs> okay. People complain because part of that is what? Our human existence. It's like right now. Miss Glenda's freezing, and some of y'all are waving fans and sweat. You're not freezing. Two sweaters on today. If I, if I read my deacon right, one of those deacons slept out after the offertory and turned the air down. See? Just proves my point. But you know, in think about this early church. The preaching of the word was being done at this moment by the disciples going out. And the day-to-day -day ministry was being done by the deacons. In our setting today, we find in our churches today, churches are, churches are unique. <laughs> churches come in all shapes and sizes, all different structures. But at the same time, churches need to have direction. They, they need to have leadership. Most modern churches today have a pastor. Most, most churches, if they have a pastor and they're able, they maybe have a person to do music and maybe a person to do youth. But, you know, as we, as we look at that and, and we, we look at churches today, there are some churches that, that, quote, they are very heavy on staff and they have someone for everything. I mean, they've got someone for children, preschool, you know, and, and just the list goes on. Well, a lot of churches can't do that, can they? They're not that big. They don't have the money to do that. And so lay people are used and should be used. I, I want us to see that as we think about those who wait on tables and serve, God has given us a, a lot of direction. Turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy Uh-oh, lost First Timothy. Chapter 3, begin with verse 8. It says, Deacons likewise should be worthy of respect, 
not hypocritical, not drinking a lot of wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. They must also be tested first. If they prove blameless, then they can serve as deacons. Wives, too, must be worthy of respect, not slander, self-control, faithful in everything. Deacons are to be husbands of one wife, managing their children and their own household completely. For those who have served well as deacons acquire a good standing for themselves, a great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. You see, in our churches today, we need to see that it takes a lot to run a church. One person can't do it. It takes many. One of my illustrations that I use a lot, to me, I don't know if it was in the days of circus, I don't know where I first saw this done, where there was a gentleman that had these plates, and he'd put them on these little thin poles, and he would get the plate spinning, and he'd get it going. Sometimes he would do it by the stick, and he'd get it going, that plate going, and it'd spin. Then he'd go to another one, and then another one. And then before long, what does he got to do? He, he's got to run back and get that other one going back. And he'd run. And, and, you know, when there's just one or two people in the church, sometimes you feel like that. You're constantly running around. But then if you have others who, you know, preacher, I... God wants me to work in this area. God has led me here. And there's others keeping the plates going. And someone comes by and says, boy, that's, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty orderly. Instead of walking by and seeing one person, you know, and, and, or two people trying to keep it all together, or they come just when everything just kind of falls down. Guys, I, I want us to see. That in the early church, deacons came into existence because there was a need. And that need was ministry. But also it was to maintain the fellowship within the family. And, and yes, also sometimes in churches, no matter how small they are or how big they are, a lot of times people want to get to the pastor, and that's great, and I try to make myself available. But at the same token, there should be other people that people of the church can come to to express a concern or, 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 or something that, that maybe is a concern to them, to that deacon that maybe they can pray with and talk about. You see, we're all needed. You say, well, preacher, I'm not a deacon. Well, that's okay. You're still needed. You're still needed in the church. Way back in World War II, Winston Churchill realized that if his country was going to make it, one of the things that they needed was power. Talking about electricity, fuel. And so he went to the miners of England that dug down deep in the earth the coal that they used for energy and for power. And he challenged those men. He said, we need you. We need you to dig more coal than you've ever dug before if we're going to win this. And on the day that we win this and we all come to Piccadilly Circle to celebrate, the armed forces will be there, the Navy will be there, the, all the generals and the politicians will be there, but you will be there too with your coal smutting faces because you were just as importing important in winning this war. Guys, what war are we fighting? We're fighting the battle of sin. Now, 
I know on those Sundays that you have the nursery and you got 16 kids in there. I don't know how many you have. Or you have one kid that has cried for 45 minutes straight. And when mom comes, they're all smiles. And you're thinking, why am I doing this? Or as one lady told me, she said, well, preacher, I guess you didn't see me today. I was in the hole today. That's what they refer to as the nursery, the hole. I've had other names called the nursery, you know. Uh, but, you know, I still remember some of my early teachers in Sunday school. There was one man, we gave that man fits. I don't know why he stayed as our teacher, but he did. Later, as we grew up, we went to him, and, you know, and he said, I did it because I loved the Lord, and I knew one day it would make a difference in your life. You see, that, that, that's what it's all about, and, 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 and all of us need to see the positions. Yes, a pastor, and it's talked about in the Bible. A deacon is talked about in the Bible, but we also need to see the structure and, and how we need to come together through the years, and I also think Baptists were guilty in this. Some churches, if you mention the deacons, people would go, don't talk about the deacons. In some churches, it was the deacon board. The deacon board would tell you what toilet paper you could use, what color the carpet was going to be, if you could have this, have that, have a business meeting about how we needed lights. And one man said, I make a motion, we buy a chandelier. And he said, the other deacon would say, no, we need lights in the building, not a chandelier. I mean, y'all don't get that. Okay. You know what a chandelier is? Lights. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. That's not what deacons. That's what deacons have been at some churches. But that's not what God and the disciples called them to be. It was to minister and to and, and to go out and to and, and, and to take care of the needs that are around us today. The church takes many people. It takes many people to, to minister and to, to move. And at the same time. As we try to choose men, we need to choose men not on a popularity contest or because their family has a certain position in the church, but because of the wisdom and the reputation and the family and all these things that are mentioned in God's Word. Full of the Spirit, looking to God, saying, God, show me the direction that we need to go. When, when we see that, then that's the type of people that we need. We need people that, that are willing to serve the Lord, not just on Sundays and look good on Sundays, but are willing to serve the Lord every day of the week. And so this morning, as we think of deacons, we want to find those that are looking to God for the direction in their life. In every church, there are four types of bones in every church. Did you know this? There are four types of bones in every church. There's the wish bones. They always wish somebody will do something about the problem. Jaw bones. 
These folks do most of the talking, but very little else. The knuckle bones, those who knock anything and everything. And the fourth type of bone is the backbones, those who carry out the brunt of the load and do most of the work. In the church, you know which one we have the least of? Backbones. We've got plenty of the others in all our local churches, but backbones. Guys, what are we doing church for? I know sometimes we say, well, preacher, that's what you've got to do on Sunday, and if not, there are certain people that are going to come and hound me to death. Are we just checking off boxes? Or are we saying, man, you know, I look forward to my Sundays. I look because I'm worshiping with my God. I want to get closer to Him. I want to do more for Him. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to work for God. It's a blessing to be part of ministry. And so today, I just challenge you to, to realize the importance of why we worship God and, 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 and how God does call certain men to be deacons. In the life of this church, I have been thrilled to see that every year when we do deacon nomination, we'll have anywhere from 20 to almost 30 in that range of men who are nominated okay and a lot of churches they don't even have that many a lot of churches don't even have that many now occasionally y'all put someone on there that's not even a member but uh you know i, I said just keep them members okay you know 20 to 30 I, I i'm thankful to the lord for that that we have men like that and so this morning i challenge you in just a few moments to be led of the spirit and to nominate those men. Let's pray together. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I just ask that you'd be with us right now, guide us. And Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the visitors. We thank you for each person that is here. And Lord, we ask that you would just use this time in your son's name.